Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast, your guide for growing lawn care and landscape startups into a thriving business. This show is dedicated to helping you improve your business and achieve financial success. Your host, Paul Jameson, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Join us as Paul shares his expertise and passion, helping you create a prosperous future. Now, here's your host, Paul Jameson. Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. You are in for a treat. If you have a notebook and a pen, you're going to want to get it out. We got Jonathan Potashnik, the lawn care millionaire, bringing it today on focus and simplicity, how to grow your business, get to the next level. This message is convicting. So this is from the LCR Summit. I talked to Naylor. He gave me permission to let you hear behind the scenes of Jonathan Potashnik's speech here on focus and simplicity. So I'm going to let Naylor set it up and JP go to town and stay tuned. Naylor is going to have this available on replay and he's going to have a big announcement when the next LCR summit is. But without further ado, here's Naylor Taliaferro and Jonathan Potashnik, the lawn care millionaire. Time. Thank you again to the Creators Clubhouse Amazing crew, amazing staff, amazing facility, right? It's, 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 they're doing a really great job. So a lot, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, yesterday we focused on content creation, podcasting, YouTube, all that, and so many other things. Today we're focusing on all of the business for, you know, like all the knowing your numbers, profit, <clears throat> team building, marketing, all the, all the nuts and bolts that, but you, that you've never actually heard or seen before. You know, I guarantee for one, we haven't heard from Jonathan Batoshnik, the lawn care millionaire, in years, really. So that'll be a first for a little while there. No one's ever heard John Pajak um, on stage talk. He's always talking on social media and coaching and all that. Uh, some people might have heard Marvin, but if you haven't, you're going to hear him today. Uh, Marvin Salcedo. Keith Kalfas, he's, you've not definitely have never heard what he's going to talk about with marketing today. So my whole point for the LCR Summit, I've been thinking about doing this since late 2018. So I, I just really wanted something different. I wanted to bring something to the community that doesn't exist and still doesn't exist in this type of format. Right. Right. You know, that's just the way that I am. I like to try a different path to explore something new that can maybe engage other folks and help grow the community personally, professionally. And that's the goal. And I'm glad that we finally had it. Uh, we're finally having it, putting it together. I, again, thank you for investing your time to come here. And my, my big ask, like yesterday, is make sure you say thank you to Service Autopilot for being our sponsor. Also, the Ramp Rack, they, they, they came through for me as well. So, um, if you know, check them all out on Instagram. Uh, there's code LCR to save you uh, for the Ramp Rack. Um, so, thank you to the support there. But also, make sure you're taking pictures in front of this throughout the day, tagging, sharing. And later on in the day, we're going to do testimonials like we did yesterday. So those of you that weren't here yesterday, make sure you get those testimonials. Uh, just give your honest honest opinion. If, if you had a good time here, if you learned something, just share it so we can share that and get the message out. So folks that weren't really sure about coming um, or didn't even hear about it, we give have them more information so that they can hopefully come the next time. So, and if you if you were here yesterday and you didn't do testimonial, if you don't mind, I would appreciate that. That's my asks. That's it. And have a good time. So, you guys ready? All right. Without further ado, Jonathan Potoshnik. He's 
been a peer and a mentor to me and a lot of us for a long time. And uh, the Lawn Care Millionaire on YouTube in 2014, I first uh, found his videos when I was starting my business in 2014, started doing research. And I found some of the YouTube folk YouTube videos on there. And the Lawn Care Millionaire was one of them. Who else watched the Lawn Care Millionaire? Just binge watched all those videos. Exactly. So he says they were boring, but I could listen to him all day, every day. So uh, we're giving him an hour today. But if he goes a little bit over, no big deal, right? You guys don't mind, do you? All right. So uh, so thank you, Jonathan. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to call you a friend and a mentor. Welcome, Jonathan Potoshnik. Morning. Snailer. I did say they were boring, but that was if you just wanted to be entertained. If you had a problem and they helped you solve the problem, they're not boring. You know, it's like most people in the world being here today would be boring. But to you guys and to me, this is what we love doing. So I have a belief and my belief is that you are compromising. You're compromising on whatever it is that you say you want and what you're actually getting and what you're doing to get that thing that you say you want. Won't you imagine one of two scenarios? Imagine it's, and we just passed this not long ago. Imagine it's November and you're sitting around with your friends. There are other business owners. They're successful. A few of them are maybe more successful than you are. Um, you've been pretty frustrated lately. The business isn't growing like you thought it was going to grow. Um, you're really kind of tired of a lot of the team members. You don't feel like you have the right team members. You aren't quite sure how you're going to grow this thing next year. There's just a lot of junk going on. But you're feeling pretty good, and it's the new year. And, and this last year, you put off some hires, and there's some things you didn't do that you had planned to do. But now, in November or December, when you're sitting around with your buddies, you're feeling good, and you're dreaming about the new year and the season. You're saying, this is what I'm going to do next year. This is what I'm going to get. I don't know if you've had that experience, but hopefully you, hopefully that resonates. There's some, there's something that's happened over time where you're like, next year we'll fix this. Next year we'll hire this person because it's kind of getting late in the season. If I hire them now, but then I've got to carry them through the off season. So we'll just do it next year. It's all these next year things and all these next years that we say, a lot of times they don't come to pass because we don't do them. And so what is that? What I'm trying to get at here is when you're with your friends and you're thinking about next year and all the opportunity, what is it you're telling yourself that you're going to finally do or it's going to be different? Or if that doesn't resonate with you, maybe here's another one. If you drink cocktails or beer or go out and have drinks sometimes with friends, imagine a similar scenario. Now you're out, same thing. You're out with buddies, entrepreneurs. Some of them are really kicking butt. You're feeling really good. You got a lot of energy. You're having some drinks. The guard is down. You're dreaming a little bit. You're feeling good. Like, you know how a drink might make you relax a bit and you're a little bit more likely to say, go for it or let yourself, your brain run and think you all just sit talking. What is the story you're telling your friends that is going to happen next year? What, where are we going with this business in the next five years? What's that story? I want you to think about this. And I just want you to think about because of where we're going with this conversation. Like, what is that? I want you to feel what that thing is that you've been saying for years you want. This could be your business. This could be your health, how you're eating, how you're exercising. This could be what's going on in your marriage. This could be that have kids and you don't feel like you're ever there and you're feeling guilty about it. There's these incongruencies that are happening. This is where I say we, you guys, me, we all compromise. 
when we compromise on these areas of our life that we say are important, but our actions don't demonstrate, we're taking massive action to get those things. And I'm going to focus on this today from the business standpoint. Here in a second, I'm going to have you just think about this for a minute and write down what these, what are some of the reasons why you might be compromising. The reason why I feel really strongly about this is you and me are unbelievably fortunate in a world of seven or eight billion people. We get to do what we want to do. We get to be entrepreneurs. We get to tomorrow wake up and build whatever we want to build. In 10 years from now or 20 years from now, we could have created whatever it is we want to create. It's just on us to go do the work to get it. The vast majority of this world does not have that opportunity. The vast majority of people inside the United States will never do this. We'll never, maybe they do, maybe they don't have the opportunity. They'll never get this. You guys get this. This is a, like to be an entrepreneur and have real freedom and be able to cast a vision and then get it over the coming years is not something that most people will ever experience or feel in their life. And the reason I bring this up is because you're in this very unique position that you need to go a little bigger and go for it. This is my general message in life. Go a little bigger, go a little faster. And I use the example of, we are insanely fortunate. We get one go at this life. Go get the thing you want because almost nobody else gets to do it. You might've heard me mention that I'm really passionate about the 15 to 23 year old group. That's where I think I might be going next is to work with young entrepreneurs. The reason is I started at 14. I didn't know anybody that owned a business. I graduated high school with a hundred people in my high school class. I lived in the country. I only knew one person in my life that I saw about every three years, which was an uncle that was a COO at a company that had money. I had, I, there was no YouTube. Uh, I just did not know how to build a business. I didn't even have an example of how to build a business. I started mowing lawns at 14 because I wanted to make more money than you could make it. Dairy Queen or the local grocery store. And that little experience changed my life. And I believe I became a better husband, a better dad, a better leader to my company. I created wealth. I've been able to give money away. I've been able to be an example to other people. I then got into coaching. All these things that happened, they all came from one thing. 14-year-old kids started mowing lawns and said, huh, maybe I could make a little more money. Maybe we could do more. That's exactly everybody here. Maybe you didn't start at 14, but you are in an incredibly unique position. And so again, I say, is it you might be compromising your life? And let's focus on it from a business example. So is it that you said you want a certain size business and you've been kicked in the face enough times trying to find team members that I don't think there are enough good team members out there. And so you've resigned yourself to go slower or you've resigned yourself to build a company that doesn't require many team members or whatever that narrative is. Is that a way you're compromising? And what that means is your business isn't becoming what it should. And as a result, your life and your example to other people is not becoming what it should. Does this, make an, does this resonate? Everybody make, okay. Or maybe another example would be um, the way you're personally wired you just like doing the work yourself. You love the craft and you enjoy that so much. Maybe you've changed the strategy and now you're doing the work yourself. But the problem is, if you do that, you're not going to probably get the outcome that you want. Maybe what you originally dreamed of when you started the business or when you're dreaming and you're relaxed and you're excited and you have energy and you're talking to your friends. 
Or maybe you had some early mistakes in the business and you took on some debt. Maybe you took some money out of your house. Maybe you ran up credit cards. Like there's a million different life events that could have happened to you. And now you feel like you're behind and you don't have, feel like you have the money to dig out of this thing. And so you've resigned yourself to, you know, a good life is probably like, if I could just make, you'll make up whatever number, we'll make up a number. I just made a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I know that's not a small amount of money, but if I just made a hundred thousand dollars a year, life's good. This is a good life, but it's not what you really wanted. And you settle compromised in some way because it felt more realistic or more approachable or less difficult. Or maybe I'll just give you one more. You just simply are tired of all the headache business. There's lots of stuff you have to do to build this business that you don't enjoy. It's not just a people thing. There's just stuff you don't like. And you're like, man, to get that, to be able to do these things, eventually I got to learn all this stuff and I really don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it. And so again, you've settled and you've told yourself a new narrative and the new narrative is good is good enough. So I'm framing the problem for you here so we can talk about a solution. So if you would, let's spend just a couple minutes on the second page, if you'll flip it, is what you think about this, sort of have this in the back of your mind as we talk through the business. And then ideally, I'd love for you to keep thinking about this after we're gone today. Like, where is it that we're compromising? Where is it we've settled? But, and, and where I'm going with, I gave you examples. We're looking for the reason. Like, I think one big reason is there are no good people. There are not enough employees out there. So I've decided that a smaller business is better and that you can go smaller. I'm not saying you shouldn't. That's not really the conversation. I'm just trying to get you thinking here. So take a minute. We'll do like three minutes here. Just jot down whatever comes top of mind. What are those reasons why you're uh, compromising? Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the fourth annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to feed you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy Vest. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event the reviews have been fantastic so come hang out with us Springville, alabama if you need a ticket and want to register you need to do so before it sells out because i really think it's going to sell out this year this is friday and saturday february 23rd and 24th in springville alabama to get a ticket go to lawncarelife.com and click on the link for conference out there in the field mowing lawns making money working hard but for every dollar you make you're worried worried that you spend too much worried that you won't make payroll or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake simply put you don't know your numbers you're not alone the landscaping bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers learn the language of business and build a solid financial foundation Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. 
If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me, and in 32 years, he'd never increased the prices ever, and I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing, so we raised our prices through that letter about 200 Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided an ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising. The price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly it's really easy to leave an event and tomorrow you're back working you're answering the phone you're selling you're doing whatever you do and this becomes a distant memory that happens with it i'd encourage you to being that we're in the new year think continue to think about this keep your this sheet on front of your desk and just think through this like where where is it that we are not living up to our ability, not living up to what we say we want. And I think this is an important topic because I also believe that if we tell ourselves a story, this is the thing I want, this is the person I am, and then we don't do those acts to get that outcome, not that you have to get the full outcome of your dream. It's just if you're not doing the action to move the ball forward to get that outcome, then you sort of lose faith in yourself. You you. Say you're one person, I say I'm one person, then we don't do those things. Like, well, am I really that person? And I believe that to a large degree, happiness comes from achievement and growth and improvement. And it comes from us being congruent with who we say we are and who we want to be and achieving that thing. And when we don't do that, we're frustrated. We don't know why we're frustrated, but there's frustration in our life. So I'm going to talk about this through the, the, of how do you solve for this? I'm going to talk about it through the frame of building a business. Again, when we're talking about compromise, it could be in the area of health. It could be how we show up to our family. It could be for religious or spiritual, how we're showing up in that area of our life. There's all these different parts of life that we may be compromising. But I'm going to talk about through the frame of business. And the reason I'm going to do that is back to my example of if you're young and you're starting the experience I had, and for some of you, the same experience you had, the way this changes your life, building a business and who you have to become to build a bigger business and then how that impacts how you show up to your team, your family, your friends, how you show up to your children. This is way more than about making money. This is way more than about building multi-million dollar businesses. There's so much more here. That's why I'm passionate about this. And that's why I'm going to use, like if there's one thing that uh, can have a lot of it, there's a lot of things that have a lot of impacts, but if there's one thing that can have a tremendous impact for the next 50 years of your life, it's the business you built. So how do we go about building the business and maybe getting past some of the reasons why we've compromised? One last thing I'll say about that. There's a lot of creators in this room or a lot of people that have a desire or a heart to create or maybe eventually to coach. And I think that's fantastic. I'm passionate about the very same thing. And for some of you, I would say maybe the compromise 
will lead you to realize you actually shouldn't fitting in this room for the business part, the building of the business. Or maybe you need a very clear plan how in two years you are not in the business. You are only a content creator or a coach or a mentor, whatever that is, because that is who you are. And when you think about who you want to be and what you want to look like 20 years from now and how you want to be showing up in the world, it's that. You never think about the lawn care company or the pest control company. It's that. So, okay, how do you get there? So for some, maybe you shouldn't be doing this at some point. You need a plan today to get out of this. For others, I would argue that maybe the best vehicle to get you to a place where you are the best coach, the best content creator, the best example to the world, the best at helping other people get what they want is to actually go build the bigger business because one, it'll give you money to go bigger, help more people. But two, in growing that business, you have to learn leadership and management and dealing with hard problems and getting past being constantly in your head and stressed. You have to learn all these skills. Those skills are what translate to all the outcomes I said about being and showing up different in the world and to your family and to your friends and such. Like you, you only get there by the process of building the business because you have to become a certain person to even be able to have a $2 million, $5 million, $10 million company. Again, I'm not imposing this thing where you need to be absentee owner and have a $10 million business. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we need to go a little bigger than what many are going, or we need to go a little faster than what many of us are doing because it gets us all the other stuff on the other side. If we go back to the paper that has the four circles on it. What I sort of just talked about the center of this growth, what we're trying to achieve here for today's conversation is business growth. And I talked, I just for a second here kind of talked about why I think this is important. The circle to the left, that circle should say focus. If there is one thing that has been pounded into my brain that I have learned and that I believe is the unlock for the majority of companies, that's the topic. It's focus. I've got a friend, Marvin's friends with this individual as well. His name's Jordan Webb. I started a coaching business in 2000, end of 2014. Really, we launched it in January 15. I had this competition called the Biggest Badass Competition. If you won it, you won a $15,000 vacation to more in the world. In his case, it was to Italy that year. And, um, but you had to demonstrate competing against everyone else in the academy. You had to demonstrate how you changed your business and how you changed your life over the preceding year. And you had to put it to video and it had to be voted by my audience at Service Autopilot. Jordan Webb won this. Jordan Webb was probably doing about $180,000 when he joined. And the next year, he finished the year, if I remembered, around $600,000. He didn't have the highest revenue of the people he's competing against, but he made a big difference in his business. He grew it, but he also made a big difference in other areas of his life. There was more to it than business, but he won this competition. And based on him winning that competition... I would have thought that Jordan was going to be at a million the next year and two million and three million and four million. But interestingly, a bunch of other people in Academy passed him up and he uh, did good and he did become a seven figure business. But in my conversations with him, for whatever reason, he just wasn't growing at the pace that I thought he would grow based on that early experience. Jordan lives in Alaska. He was in he had a lawn care business. Uh, he had all the normal lawn care stuff. He was doing landscape work, if I remember correctly. I think at some point he started doing decks. He just ran into lots of challenges. Lots of really difficult things happened. 
And his business just never became what it should have been. Today, though, well, let me go back a few years ago. Crazy enough, now it's five. His wife, Kylie, was getting very sick. And they went to Maui one year and they were in Maui for three years or for three weeks. And in three weeks, a lot of her symptoms massively changed. Like she became so much healthier. It was a life changing thing. The other thing you need to know about Jordan is Jordan now has eight children. These are these are people that started at 16 years old. They have an interesting story. And by 21, they had three or four kids. Like so young individuals, a lot going on in their world. They had eight children married. Kylie was getting sick. It was very difficult. Doctor says you need to leave Alaska for Kylie. Like, what's Jordan to do? His business hasn't turned out to be as big as he thought it was going to be. And um, now he can't even, he, like, how's he going to start a new business? Well, long story short, they go to Maui. And what happened is he was forced to figure it out. How did he figure it out? He started doing some of the stuff we talk about in, in Academy. And I'm skipping parts, but he, he got rid of everything. Landscape. He got rid of it. He got down to just basic maintenance, had some guys running that for him. Then he started to figure out who his best clients were, what the best, you know, the, the ticket size, what, what the best ticket size was, what they were good at, what they were fast at, what he most enjoyed. It was decking. Today, his business is a multi-million dollar business. The only thing decking, he lives in Mount full time. He does go back to Alaska periodically. He, uh, they sell 100% of their average 20 or ticket deck over the phone with pictures from the client. They never meet them in person. He runs the entire thing remotely from Maui with a team back in Alaska doing all the work. The reason I tell you this story is there's only one reason he can do that. He got rid of everything in his life except for one thing, decking. And he created, and he thought every single minute of the day, how do I solve for this problem? It's the only thing he did. It's the only thing his team could do. It's the only thing they could think about. They eliminated all the complexity around billing. There's only one thing we do. We do decks. Here's how we get paid for it. <laughs> There's only one kind of material we buy. There's only a few little pieces of equipment we need. There's only one kind of person I need to hire and train. There's only one way we mentor and coach people. There's only one kind of client we're looking for. Like there's only one of a million things. It's all around decking. And he has a vision and he is contacted fairly frequently. He has a vision for how he could take this business national just to index. That's focus. Early days of city turf, I did everything. Irrigation, landscape, all the maintenance, you name it, I did it. Commercial, residential, HOAs, actual retail locations, big residential, small residential. I hated the business. I despised the business. I want to be in technology. Why was it in the lawn care business? Like it just like, why am I doing this? That's what I thought every day. This is terrible. My employees were not great. I wasn't making any money. The summary is my whole life changed because a business partner said to me, if you don't like it, like a business partner, another company owned. So if you don't like it, you know, I mean, you don't have to do it. You don't need it. And so I essentially day reimagined the whole business. I got rid of all the employees, but three, I got rid of over half the clients. I took the thing down to only 200,000 in revenue. And suddenly we started making a lot of money and I had to spend almost no time on the business. That was the inspiration for what became City Turf. And the way we have operated City, we, we don't do any, I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody out of landscape or I'm Bill, don't, yeah, I'm not talking to you out of any service. I'm just talking here in terms of 
being very focused. The magic in city turf, the reason why we went fast is we got rid of everything. We moved to the only way we work with you is we charge a credit card. The only, and that solved a lot of the billing problems. We didn't have to deal with the landscape side of progress billing or understanding cash flow or just all the complexities of that business, which what that, um, what happens with those complexities is you go slower. You never know if you have enough money coming in to grow the thing. Again, no comment on a landscape business here. They could be incredible businesses, massive, make tons of profit. But what I see, and the reason I use this example, is it is the takeout. It takes most people out in the green industry. Never build big landscape companies. And so I just use that as an example. But City Turf, the, the was getting incredibly focused. This is our ideal client. They live in these five cities. This is what they look like. On average, they're women that are 33 to 54. They have two children. They live in a $400,000 house, whatever. We knew exactly who they were. We knew exactly how we were going to serve them. We only used one piece of equipment to mow the lawn. We talked to them a very specific way. We ignored everybody else. And to this day, I mean, the, uh, today we're a $15 million business. We still only serve the five cities. I say I live in Dallas. I don't actually live in Dallas. I live north of it. I don't serve Dallas. I, live, I serve five cities north of Dallas. I believe I can build a 30 to $40 million company without adding maybe more than one or two more markets because cities, because I believe I can dominate with the strategy we have. It's a story of simplicity. You add complexity as you get bigger, but as an example with city turf, you add that complexity when you can afford to add the complexity. As an example, when we added pest control, I didn't just go hire a tech. I went and hired a guy away from this company called Home Team who managed multiple divisions for Home Team and pest control. I just hired him to come in and run my businesses. He had the licensing. He had the know-how. He could recruit the guys. When I started Arbor Care, which is, I didn't start it. The guy that runs my company started these things. But when we started Arbor Care, we just went and hired arborists. Like we just, like we waited and then, oh yeah, we got the 80,000. We'll go hire the arborist. And now we have many arborists. And so we didn't like, get the licensing ourselves and try to figure it out ourselves. We kept the business simple. We eliminated complexity. And then when we, because the business started to scale so much faster, we were able to save more money. We were more profitable. Then we just go, when we're ready, we add the next service line when we can just go buy the solution, hire the person, the done it person. Does that make sense? The thing I really want for you is, I really think this is arguably one of the single most important things in business. How can you simplify what you're doing right now? How can you eliminate the complexity? The complexity is what makes you tired. The complexity is what makes it hard. If you're doing six different services and you have to train people six different ways, you have to have specific types of people for those services. You have to have different kinds of equipment, different kinds of trucks, you have different kinds of clients. You build those clients in different ways. That's complexity. And then you're like, wow, I don't know why my business isn't growing. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I really believe that a lot of entrepreneurs think something's wrong with them because they meet me or they meet somebody else that's ahead of them. They're like, what's wrong with me? I, was a, I grew up in the country and I graduated from a high school class of 100 people. I came from where you came from. The only thing is I'm older than many of you probably, and I started young and I decided, thankfully in life, this is what I want to do. I was not, I cared about money, but my drive was not about getting wealthy. My drive was, I like this. These are my people. This is what I want to do in life. I want to figure this thing out. And I mean, we all will share the same story here. 
And I just was so fortunate that some things went wrong early on. One example would be the early days of City Turf. It was miserable, miserable. I hate it. I did not want to be in this business. And that one thing my friend said, you don't have to do it, which resulted in the change, taught me one of the greatest business lessons I've ever learned. And I've applied that to everything I've done in life since. When I, you know, I own Service Autopilot, I own City Turf, I own a coaching company, I have some other things. I'm on a board of a robotics company. I, there's a number of other things I do. If you think about what I do, even though now it's at scale and I have hundreds and hundreds of team members, everything I did was congruent with each other. Like, so what I learned in City Turf would help me. And I, this was not accidental. This was a lesson I learned and this is how I built it. City Turf taught me what a client might need at Service Autopilot. Taught me how to talk to them, how to teach them, how to build for them, how to relate to them. Service Autopilot and City Turf together taught me even more things that allowed me to become a coach. I'm building a real a 40 acre real estate development. What am I doing there? It's for service companies in the trades. Like I am very consistent. I stay in a specific lane and I just kind of build on the thing before. I'm not in healthcare. I'm in robotics from lawn care standpoint, <laughs> robot mowers. Um, I don't do healthcare and I don't do single family home investing. I don't do lawn care and I don't do technology in, you know, some other completely different space. That is, I mean, I'm kind of at scale now to some degree, but this is a version. It's an example of focus and simplicity. It's the unlock. Well, JP was just warming up and I am just going to have to tease you right there and let you know that there will be another LCR summit. And uh, hopefully you can join us for that one. Naylor will be out soon with the announcement of uh, when, where, all of that for uh, the second edition of the LCR Summit. But it was absolutely incredible. I was taking notes as Jonathan was sharing. I was convicted of where I've been compromising, where I need to get on top of things and get things together, Ooh, get more focused and get things more um, simplified. Now, uh, Naylor will have a replay of all of these messages from the LCR Summit, and he'll have all the information for when the next one is. So be staying tuned uh, with Naylor Fatalia Farrell for that. You can follow him on Instagram at LCR Media and at The Lawn Care Rookie are his accounts over there. And, of course, he has his own podcast, the LCR Media Podcast, which LCR stands for Lawn Care Rookie. Naylor started his name as The Lawn Care Rookie, when he was a rookie, but now he is a pro, he's a veteran, he's connected to powerhouses like JP, and so he he rebranded it as LCR, and uh, Naylor's actually going to be speaking at the Lawn Care Life Conference in, in Springville, Alabama, February 23rd through 24th. He's going to be speaking on route density and how important it is to get focused on a certain target customer in a certain target neighborhood, and then just go to town, try to get as many properties in that dense area as possible, uh, reduce windshield time, increase efficiency. Naylor's got it dialed in um, in his business, Clean Cut Lawn Care, and he's going to be sharing those secrets with us in Alabama, February 23rd through 24th. So if that event's not already sold out, uh, we'd love for you to join us in Alabama. Uh, Mr. Producer will put the link in today's show notes for the Lawn Care Life Conference. Um, that one is coming up real soon, February 23rd, 24th, 2024 in Springville, Alabama, hosted by Jason Krill. And I'll be there. Naylor will be there. Payjack will be there. So many others will be there. Uh, we'd love for you to join us in Alabama. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I was there in person and it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. 
Uh, anybody who went to the event is all the buzz is real. The hype is real. The event was just uh, absolutely incredible. And, and, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Next time Naylor has LCR summit, get your booty there. And if you want to join us in Alabama, home of them crimson tide, then uh, see today's show notes, click on that link for the lawn care life conference, get registered. And they say to stay at the Hilton garden Inn, trustville, Alabama, uh, or the Hampton in there in Trustville, Alabama. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope to catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening. You've always had what it takes to make it happen, and we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program so you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.